Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for July 5th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, uh, let's start with uh, finally got the uh, video up of Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai cage match from last week's episode of NXT. Uh, finally put it up last night. Um, the guy who normally uploads it just didn't do it. And so I went looking for it elsewhere. I had a pretty good idea where to find it. Just wasn't sure I could embed it. But uh, strangely enough, I can. All right. So uh, the way this match worked is it can be won by pinfall submission or by escaping the cage. And uh, that's the way you want to do it with someone like Shayna. I don't really want her climbing the cage. It's not her game. It's definitely worth watching. It's uh, not as not quite as good as Oscar versus Nikki Cross, Last Woman Standing, but it's good until, of course, the overbooked ending. And I don't mind the over the ending because it leads to something really good. So it's back and forth. Um, you know, uh, initially uh, uh, Shayna gets the advantage, and like most Joshi wrestlers, Io sells offense like she's getting murdered. And uh, it's an area that I think Shayna needs to work on. She needs to sell better. And, um, uh, you know, as the match progresses, uh, Io appears to be uh, getting the better of Shayna. Okay, so that's when um, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir come down. They, uh, they knock the ref out and, as a, and, and they lock the door as uh, Io is about to come out. All right, and that's when Io climbs to the top of the cage. And so when Marina and Jessamine follow her up the cage, Candice LeRae arrives and does a crossbody from the top of the cage onto Jessamine. Then, of course, Io moonsaults from the top of the cage onto Shayna. Well, you know, she was going to do that, right? I should add, Shayna doesn't catch her very well, but... You know. Anyways, the end of the match has them both crawling to the door... So while Shayna is trying to choke out Io, Io smacks the cage door on Shayna's head three times. This knocks her out, but she tumbles to the floor to, it, to win the match. So you can see Shayna asking the ref what happened. She's trying to pretend she was knocked out, right? Now I'm okay with the finish because what it leads to is Io turning on Candace and hammering her repeatedly with a steel chair. So the Japanese media is already calling her black EO. Now, so I always wanted the WWE to turn Asuka heel. Now we get to see EO as a badass heel. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, next week, she's going to do her, um, I would, what I would call her um, uh, Tommaso Ciampa um, impersonation. And then I think she's going to be doing a match with, um, with um, uh, Casey Catanzaro. So we'll get to see what she's like as a heel. And I think she dresses differently. She's going to have a new Titantron, new music. You get the idea. Okay, now tomorrow night we have UFC 239 at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. We have three women's matches on the show, including, of course, Amanda Nunez defending the UFC Bantamweight Championship against Holly Holm. And, of course, Amanda has two belts, um, um, Bantamweight and Featherweight. So, this match is either going to go one of two ways. Either Amanda ends it early, or if Holly is able to get through the first couple of rounds, 
then Amanda will get tired and Holly should be able to squeak out a win. Okay? That's really the way it's going to go. But my suspicion is it's going to be the first. Uh, I said the same thing when Amanda fought Chris Cyborg and people said, oh, she can't beat Chris Cyborg. Well, she did. And she did it in the first round with a KO. And she could probably do the same thing here. All right? She has the power to do it. And she likes to finish fights. So that's what I think will happen is she'll probably win by KO in the first round. Okay? The other two fights we have at uh, Strawweight. Um, uh, straw Claudia Gedalia versus Randa Marcos. So Claudia, of course, is a... Um, now what we have here basically is we have two fighters. One has been in the title picture. The other has not been in the type of title picture, but they're both looking to get in, back into it, right? So Claudia is the one who was in the title picture. She's, of course, from Brazil. She was a, uh, trained at Nova Uniao for many years. Uh, she's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so you know, she's got a great ground game. Her one flaw that I have seen in her run has been her endurance, and that's why she loses fights, and that's why she lost her last fight, to um, Nina Ansarov, okay? Now, uh, she left Brazil a couple of years ago and she trained for a couple of years at uh, Latrell Yi in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, this is an offshoot of uh, Jackson Wink. Basically, Chris Latrell, who's a police officer in his real life, he trains elite fighters, okay, strictly. And he, he has a space in Jackson Wink, okay? After her loss, she decided to go all across the U.S. to New Jersey, and she's now training with Mark Henry. And uh, uh, what do they call themselves? The Iron Team or something like that? And, you know, Frankie Edgar trains there and a whole bunch of other guys, right? So he's one of the best trainers around. So I guess the bottom line is we have to see what he's done with her, okay? I don't know. All right, with Randa, Randa is from Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Uh, she's been very inconsistent in the UFC. Um, she trains at uh, Michigan Top Team in Dearborn, Michigan uh, with uh, Darren Cruikshank. Um, you know, she's a wrestler. Uh, the problem with her is she makes mistakes. And mistakes have really cost her fights. And... Um, you know, it seems like before every fight, she claims to be uh, mentally in order, but then, you know, you never know with her, you know. So she would like to get into the title picture, and winning over Claudia might serve to get her there. I would favor Claudia in this fight, because I just think she's a better fighter. Okay, in the other women's match, this will lead off the show. It's at bantamweight. It's Pani Kianzad versus Julia Avila. Now, uh, uh, Penny is replacing, um, uh, what's her name? I've forgotten already. Melissa Gatto. Uh, Melissa's a Brazilian. It's the second time she's dropped out of a fight. The first time was uh, in May in Brazil uh, with a skin infection. So I don't know what happened this time. But uh, Penny has fought at uh, featherweight and bantamweight. She was in Tough 28, and she lost in the finals to uh, Macy Chason. Um, she's been trying to get back in the UFC ever since. And, you know, you, you have to consider this. 
It's pretty obvious that nobody in Las Vegas wanted to take this fight on short notice. Otherwise, why would they bring in Panny from Denmark? Doesn't make any damn sense. Because normally you wouldn't bring anybody in from Europe for that, but they couldn't get anybody else, I guess. I mean, she's a good fighter. The thing I noticed about her is that in, uh, she's undefeated in Europe, but when she's fought in the U.S., she's one and four. So we may be talking about a competition level issue here where she's not that good against a higher competition level. Uh, Julia is making her UFC debut. Uh, we've seen her in Invicta. Her record is six and one. The one loss was because she broke her finger 30 seconds into the fight. Uh, she's a very good fighter. Uh, like what I saw of her in Invicta. And with Panny coming in on short notice, I would expect uh, Julia to win this fight. Okay. Now, let's go to some other things. Uh, new fight announcements. Uh, John Morgan of MMA Junkie reported uh, a couple of days ago that Joanne Calderwood versus Andrea Lee has been added to UFC 242 September 7th at the Dew Arena in Abu Dhabi. This fight is at flyweight. Joanne is 33 years old from Scotland. She now trains at Syndicate MMA in Las Vegas. Her record is 13 and 4. She's been inconsistent in the UFC. She looked so good beating Ariane Lipsky back in, uh, I guess it was January, that I thought maybe Joanne was finally getting somewhere, but she didn't look very good losing to Caitlin Chukagian in her last fight. And that's really somebody she should beat. So, I mean, if Joanne wins that fight, she gets the title shot instead of Liz Carmouche. Okay? And I don't think she's any better or worse than Liz Carmouche. She's probably better, but she just... You can't lose a fight like that and get a title shot. It just doesn't work that way. So Joanne is primarily a kickboxer, though she did use some ground skills in the fight against Ariane. Uh, like I said, she's just been inconsistent. Andrea is 30 years old from Shreveport, Louisiana. Her record is 11-2 and 3-0 and in the UFC. After her last win, Andrea said she was disappointed with her performance. Now, I have watched Andrea since her Invicta days, and she is a striker with no power or ground game. So she's a points fighter. All right. Her calling card is sex appeal and charisma. Okay? All right? It's not her fighting ability. And though I respect her for admitting that points fighting isn't good enough, I don't know if she can be any better. She's, I've never seen her do anything else, just what she has already done. So she has to take chances and get out of her comfort zone. You know, I'd like to see her go for a takedown every once in a while. I just have my doubts. Saying that you want to improve and actually improving is two different things. So what we have here is two fighters who need to step up. And if this fight is three rounds of light sparring, neither will have done that. Okay. Now we have a, a replacement uh, here, a replacement fight. Dama de Ferro reported uh, yesterday, I think that uh, on Facebook, that Ashley Evans-Smith has pulled out of her fight against Taylor Santos at UFC on ESPN Plus 14, August 10, at Antel Arena in Montevideo, Uruguay. Uh, she will be replaced by UFC newcomer Ariane Carnalosi. Now, this fight is at flyweight. Ariane is 26 years old from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Her record is 12-1 on the Brazilian regional circuit. Uh, the only thing about her is all her fights have been on strawweight. So... I mean, she's coming in basically on short notice just to get in the UFC. Supposedly, the UFC is high on her, but
But, you know, the thing about Brazil, there's so many fighters down there. Who knows if she's any good? I don't know either. Taylor came from the Brazilian Dana White Contender Series. She did not look good in her UFC debut. Okay. Now, uh, we also, uh, Invicta, announced the full card for Invicta FC 36 will be August 19th. Ninth at the UFC Fight Pass on UFC Fight Pass. As usual, I will pick apart the card in detail. Uh, the main event will be Pam Sorensen versus Caitlin Young for the Invicta Featherweight Championship. I guarantee this fight will be awful. But for a change, it's not because of Invicta matchmaking. The bottom line is most women fighting at 145 pounds are awful. And these two are no different. Okay? I listen, people keep telling me. Uh, it'll improve. It won't, okay? Basically, you've got one really good fighter at featherweight, which is Felicia Spencer, and everybody else is at different stages of crap, okay? Yes. That, I mean everybody, right? Now, Caitlin has been around for years. She's a kickboxer, and she quit MMA and moved to Thailand. Uh, she's a bantamweight. She's not really a, a featherweight. She lucked back into MMA when she beat King Rena in Ryzen last year. And I guess a light bulb went on that featherweight is a weak division. And, and so what Ryzen normally does with someone like Rena, because they really don't have anybody for her to fight in Japan, is they bring in foreigners who they think she can beat. So it was a bit of an upset in that respect, but I wasn't particularly surprised, but I don't think Rena's a very good fighter. They just did that, they're doing that again, where they're bringing in Stephanie Egger, who's worse, and not really a featherweight either. She's a bantamweight, so the fight's going to be a bantamweight, right? So, you know, King Rena is not a good gauge. <laughs> okay? So, uh, you know, um, so because after two Invicta wins over crappy fighters, Caitlin gets a title shot. Now, Pam is no better, as her last fight was a loss to Felicia Spencer for this same title, and Felicia's now in the UFC. So, I mean, that's a really great qualification for a title shot. Excuse my sarcasm. I guess Invicta has no one else, and they really want Caitlyn to be champ. They brought in featherweights, and most of them have been awful. Okay? So, in the co-main event, Janissa Morandine versus Emily Ducote will be at strawweight. Janessa is 24 years old from Brazil. Her record is 10-2 and 1-2 and and in Invicta. She was supposed to be in the strawweight tournament, but she missed weight. She isn't very good. <laughs> okay. Emily is 25 years old from Oklahoma. Her record is 7-5. and five. She fought at flyweight at Bellator, and things didn't go so well for her. I think she went 1-4 and four or something like that. So she's dropped to strawweight. I don't know. Like, it's not, a, it's not a fight that should be on the main part of the card. Okay? It's a prelim fight. Now, at Adamweight, Jessica Delboni will face Lindsay Van Zant. Also a prelim fight. Uh, Jessica is 25 years old from Brazil. Her record is 8-1. She looked bad when she lost her Invicta debut to Ashley Cummins. Lindsay is 25 years old from Wappingers Falls, New York. Her record is 6-1. We last saw her beat Ryzen's Rena in Bellator. That fight was at catchweight, but Lindsay is an atomweight. So the thing you got to remember is Bellator does not have a division for either weight class. Uh, the reason they did that fight was to play up their partnership with Ryzen. Okay? And... You know, Rena isn't any good anyway. All right. So in a flyweight bout, uh, Stephanie Geltmacher will face Victoria Leonardo. Stephanie is 28 years old from Oklahoma. She's 4-0. Oh. Uh, 
Uh, I like what I've seen from her in Invicta. Victoria is from Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, with a five and one record. This is probably a big step up in competition level for her. In an atomweight bout, uh, Elise Anderson will face Anastasia Nikolakakos. Elise is 24 years old. She trains at Scorpion in Michigan. Her record is 4-1 and 1-1 and and in Invicta. Anastasia is from Toronto. Her record is 3-0 and and she won her Invicta debut in December. Kaylin Curran will be on this show, but her opponent is TBA. The other three fights have relative newcomers. In a flyweight bout, Chantel Coates will face Caitlin Sammons. Chantel is 31 years old from Kansas. She won her MMA and Invicta debut by KO. Caitlin is 25 years old. Uh, from Orlando, Florida. She won her MMA and Invicta debut by TKO. In a bantamweight bout, Aaron Harp will face Autumn Morton. Both are new to Invicta. Aaron is 28 years old from Tampa. Her record is 1-0. Autumn is 25 years old from Bakersfield, California. This is her pro debut. And in a bantamweight bout, Megan Cauley will face Julia Ottolino. Both are making their pro debuts. Megan is 26 years old from Orlando, Florida. She is a teammate of Felicia Spencer at the uh, Jungle. Julia is 29 years old from Austin, Texas. She has a 2-0 amateur record. As usual, uh, for, the, for Invicta, the top of the card is subpar. Okay. Now we have one other uh, fight change. It was reported yesterday by Dama DeFerro on Facebook that Ashley Evans-Smith has pulled out of her fight with, um, against Taylor Santos at UFC on ESPN Plus 14, August 10th at Antel Arena in Montevideo. Uruguay, uh, she, will, she will be replaced by UFC newcomer Ariane Carnalosi. This fight is at flyweight. Ariane is 26 years old from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Her record is 12-1 on the Brazilian regional circuit. Supposedly, the UFC is high on her. You can't tell anything from the Brazilian regional circuit. That's all I got to say about that. The other thing about her is she's a strawweight. This will be her first fight at flyweight. So who knows, right? Uh, Taylor came from the Brazilian Dana White Contender Series, and she did not look good in her UFC debut. And I don't even know if they're doing that show this year. I haven't seen any indication of it. Okay. Okay. So that's about it. Like I said, don't forget to watch that video of the cage match. Definitely worth a look. A couple of uh, WWE things I want to just mention briefly. Um, you didn't see uh, the Kabuki Warriors on TV this week because they're still in Japan. Okay, uh, Asuka uh, has been tweeting her video game collection. So she's obviously hanging around in, in uh, Tokyo. I think she went to Osaka last week. Uh, last week, and uh, I haven't seen much from uh, Kyrie, but my guess is she's gone home to see her family in uh, Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi, for those who don't know, is in the southern part of uh, Japan. Uh, I think they got beaches there or something like that. So I expect we'll uh, see them back this week. Paige has been very vocal in complaining about UFC, uh, WWE creative in regards to this. And they've had this new thing with their, where they've hired um, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff as executive directors, okay? You know, listen, they're both qualified guys, but I think it's a, it's a boondoggle, mostly to uh, appease Fox, you know, and, and stockholders. Look, we're doing something. But as long as Vince McMahon is running a joint, 
He has last word, so that's what you have to understand. I'm not sure if they can really make any changes. You know, it, we'll have to wait and see. Mostly it's run by Vince McMahon and Ed Kosky, okay? All right. Now, another thing is when the uh, WWE was in Japan last week, it was reported uh, a couple of days ago by um, Tokyo Sports that uh, Triple H had a meeting with uh, Joshi wrestler Sari. Okay, I don't know if you're familiar with her or not, but she's 23 years old. For the most part, she works for um, uh, pro wrestling uh, Diana. Uh, she's been a wrestler since uh, 2011. Uh, she's improved a lot. She's a pretty good wrestler. She has a different vibe than some of the other Joshi wrestlers in that she has more of a girl next door look. Okay, I mean, and she's improved. I'm not sure she's improved that much. Uh, will they sign her? Don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we see her in the uh, Mae Young Classic. And, I mean, we might also see um, Hiroyo Matsumoto again, and they should sign Hiroyo anyway. The other wrestler I'd like to see him look at is Konami, who, of course, is a protege of, um, of Asuka, and she was trained by MMA legend Megumi Fuji. And uh, uh, she's a young kid. She's 21 years old. She's been a wrestler now for about uh, three years. She's really good. Now, she's working for Stardom, so I don't know if she has a contract with them or how that works, but um, I'm a big fan of hers. So we'll see what goes on with that. Uh, and th we'll see what goes on with that this week. And also, uh, we have another UFC show next week. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can uh, leave them at Anchor's voicemail. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights, and we'll talk to you on Sunday to look at last at Saturday's fights. Have a good weekend.